Hi, this is Nancy Miller of My Creative Life, and today I'm very excited. I have children's book illustrator Penny Weber um, today on my podcast. Hi, Penny. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much, Nancy, for having me. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you could do this. And I feel like it was kind of like destiny that I would ask you to be on my podcast because Yesterday, I sat in a Society of Children's Book Writer and Illustrators workshop with Jennifer Vassell. Oh, right. You said that. That's amazing. Yes. And I was like, and of course, she showed your work from the book, I Am Unique. And it was, I immediately, I mean, I I just saw it and I was like, that's Penny's artwork and it's beautiful and it's so charming and it's um I particularly was drawn to your illustration work because you capture children with this sweetness that is indicative of childhood and it is just um so appealing um about your illustration work thank you so much for saying that I appreciate hearing that because that's what I really strive for and I've been doing people, drawing people for so long that I guess I've gotten pretty good at it. A lot of practice. Well, I mean, it's, you're a highly skilled illustrator and I love looking at your Instagram and your website, but can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Yes, I can. First of all, I've been so bad at my Instagram that now that we are quarantining, my son is uh, taking over because I am so bad at adding to it. So he's really helping me with it. So thank goodness. Uh, My son is home from college. My older son is home from work and my daughter is home from high school. So we're all here and they're all helping me with my Instagram. So it's great. Oh, that's awesome. They're so helpful. That is um, amazing. Um, And I, and I have just enjoyed looking through all your work because like, I'll zoom in. I'm a little bit of an illustration geek. I'll zoom in and I love, I know, I love the backgrounds because when I look at your work, you have the beautiful, you know, contoured line drawings of these children. And then I really like the backgrounds because there's these subtle textures you're putting in there and it creates this really beautiful, subtle dynamic between the characters and the backgrounds. It's not overwhelming. It's just really well done. Thank you. I love hearing that because I do all my backgrounds Mm -hmm. first. I actually work on all the backgrounds for the whole book before I do anything else. And that I think is important. I think the background is more important than people think. I'm a little bit of a geek too because I'll zoom zoom in on everything and examine backgrounds all the time. Because I feel like your backgrounds could almost... Like, because of the way you do your backgrounds, I was like, oh, this reminds me of almost like contemporary art where where maybe you're dealing more with color theory and how the push and the pull of colors. And so, like, it could be a standalone piece of artwork in your backgrounds. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's so great to hear. You know, I used to study um, the work of Joyce Hicks. She was pretty much a landscape um, scenery artist. She she did such great backgrounds. Anyway, I kind of just kind of 
studied her, emulated her as much as I could in, in the way of like, I think it's very suitable for children's books. Take a look at Joyce Hicks. She okay. does some really great work. I'm going to write that down right now because otherwise I'll forget. Thank you so <laughs> much. And so can you tell us about like kind of what caused you to say, hey, I want to become an artist. I want to become an illustrator. Uh, yes, well, I am, well, I've been drawing ever since I can remember holding a pencil, ever since I can uh, remember anything. I've been drawing. I just always did. My mm -hmm. father okay. was a um, an artist. He was actually a graphic mechanical artist. Okay. He did paste, cut and paste up. This is in the old days. He's 91 now. He's still mm -hmm. going strong. Wow. But he, for fun, he used to draw portraits, pencil drawings. So in our house and in my grandparents' house, there were pictures of him drawing Frank Sinatra and Perry Como and people that, uh, just the heads. Okay. So I started to do that when I was a kid. I love to draw celebrities. I drew Tom Cruise. I got his autograph <laughs> on it. I drew Harrison Ford. Um, we were big New York Ranger fans. I've got all the hockey players and I used to draw them and get their autograph. And oh, wow. I just always drew people and faces as a kid. And I guess that's when I knew I was an artist uh, because I looked at my dad's stuff and said, I want to do that. Oh, that's awesome. Can I ask you though, like, okay, so when you're, you're growing up, so how did you know that you wanted to go to college for art? Because I read on your bio, on your website, um, that you went to art school. Like what, was there anything you just kind of knew that that's the career path you wanted to go with? Well, yes, here's the story for that. Yeah. I have a twin sister oh, and cool. she was the smart one wow. and she got into Cornell and um, I wanted to go to school visual arts and my parents couldn't afford to send us both. And then they were very happy when I finally um, said, I'm going to just stay home because I had a boyfriend <laughs> and because they, they couldn't afford it anyway. But I ended up going back. I was going to go to Buffalo to be an art teacher. You know, I couldn't really decide. I knew I wanted to do something with art. Then later on, a few years later, I decided just to go to art school, school of visual arts um, on my own. I did a lot of night, night classes and took a lot of great courses. I'm so glad I did that. And um, I worked with a couple of really wonderful teachers, but that wasn't until later. Um, I was, a, I guess, a little older and figured out that I did a lot of jobs. Uh -huh. I was a floral designer for a long time. I painted murals in kids' houses. I did that for years. Wow. Uh, but I decided I wanted to really learn how to do this. And that's when I went to School of Visual Arts. Oh, wow. It's just it. It just looks like when I look at your portfolio, because you have so, so much uh, consistent work and the strengths that, um, the things that I admire about your work, it just looks like you've been doing this forever. I mean, did you know you, like when you were going through the School of Visual Arts at night, did you know you wanted to do children's books or did you focus on kids? Not really. I worked with a wonderful um, teacher named Deb Desay. Mm -hmm. She was actually disappointed when I got married and started having children because she really wanted me to follow fine art. I, mm -hmm. I maybe in another life I would have. Mm -hmm. um, 
I always loved drawing people. So I think the natural progression after I did murals for a lot of years mm -hmm. was to just find out about children's books. And that's when I joined the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, but not until my kids were older. Mm -hmm. So I was, I definitely took the hiatus and went the route of getting married and having kids and raising kids and working, doing whatever I wanted, trying to keep art into it. I was a floral designer, which is artistic yes. because I was creating the um, uh, designs for the centerpieces, even the, even the funeral pieces, they're so heavy design work. So I still always knew I wanted to be creative. And then uh, I joined the Society of Children's Books Writers and Illustrators just to see if I could do this and learned about it. Wow, that inspires me because I um, spent, after I finished art school and I uh, went to the Savannah College of Art and Design, so I was a graphic designer and freelance illustrator for about 10 years and then I had my son and so I took a break and I um, became an art teacher and I had started my master's degree 10 years ago and my son he was only three but he told me mommy you're on the computer all the time you don't oh, have no. time for me and so <laughs> you know I was like oh I crushed so I just said you know now's not the time for this I can always go back and you know I I go you know maybe it would have been nice to continue to have done it but I realize my son is only going to be this age for a short period of time and then they go off and they don't really need you <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. You've got to, I miss those years. Yes. I know exactly why you decided when he's three years old, let me focus on my kid because uh -huh. I did the same exact thing. And actually now it's funny. Now they're all grown up. I'm 51 years old. They, they're all, they all ended up back home, but um, my daughter, she's a senior in high school. I'm going to cry if she leaves me. I keep threatening her. She better not. <laughs> oh, and she's your baby too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Mine's so, uh, yeah. It's not easy, but you can always get back into it once they're older and, uh -huh. you know, don't need you, like you said. Yeah, because um, the, yeah, I'm just, uh, that makes me feel better, and that is super inspiring, and your work is just so, like, oh, Jennifer Vassell said that she saw your work and immediately knew you were the illustrator that needed to do the book. Um, I am unique and it's beautifully illustrated. I mean, she showed us in the workshop um, some of the illustrations you created and the cover image for it. And I was just like, oh, that is just, it was a perfect marriage. I was like, because um, of the person to illustrate that story. Yeah, thank you so much. It's funny, another client I don't know if she was at the workshop or maybe she watched a webinar, but she just emailed me this morning about the same thing, how she she's hired me to do a, uh, illustrations for her. Mm -hmm. And she says, I just saw your work on this webinar with Jennifer oh. Vassell. So Jennifer's spreading my, my name around. I, I probably owe her a commission. <laughs> well, yeah, she spoke very highly of you in the workshop and she said that oh, it was... Okay. Yeah, she said it was a delight working with you and that, that it was just such a smooth experience working with you on that book. So, yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. She was wonderful to work with and most of my clients are really great to work with. So I'm lucky. Oh, that's awesome. So can you tell us, like, as far as your illustration work, um, 
is it all digital or are you doing a little bit of both? Can you tell me a little bit about the process behind your illustration work? Yes. Well, my illustration now, uh -huh. as a, I guess a few years, is all digital. Oh. It took a, a while for me to get to this point. As a matter of fact, I think when I did I Am Unique, uh -huh. I was half and half also. I would draw it on paper. Mm -hmm. I had a big scanner. Um, and then I had the Photoshop program. So I would do the drawing, scan it in, sometimes color it on Photoshop, sometimes do a, a base painting, mm -hmm. physical painting, and then scan it in and do finishing touches on Photoshop. Sometimes I, I took my time getting into the, what I'm doing now, which is completely digital. Whereas my Wacom tablet and my stylus, um, those are my paper and my pen. I do it exactly the same way as if I were doing it traditionally, mm -hmm. but I do it on now all Photoshop. So oh. it's amazing. It makes it easy to do yeah. multiple projects at once. It goes so much faster. And, the, you know, it's a business, um, at least for me, mm -hmm. I am focusing on it as being a business and, and it's amazingly helpful to be able to do it completely on Photoshop and to deliver digital files, I can do it so much faster. And mm -hmm. I still feel like it's not like, I think people think that maybe it's cheating, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's because mm -hmm. I'm doing the same process. It's just with um, the tools that we have available now. So I, I, I don't think it's cheating. I hope no one else does. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, you know, everybody, um, when I ask illustrators, because I was, I have been doing more digital illustration and I'm kind of somewhere like half and half. I'm doing a little bit more from start to finish now, but it's just um, some illustrators prefer all digital because it is so easy to do the changes. Some illustrators I've talked to, they still work traditionally. Um, mm -hmm. They do, but basically the work, you know, it's about how good your work is and your work is, beautiful so however that you delivered it I'm sure your clients would be happy um but uh so much for saying it if I had yeah. the time to work traditionally mm -hmm. uh, at this point I'm just so used to working on my tablet yeah. it, to me it is the same and I know I could get pick up a pencil and paper and still do the same thing mm -hmm. and even the painting to me it's still the same because I, I'm picking my brushes, I'm picking my colors, I'm layering just like I used to when I'm working with watercolors. So awesome. I, I am, I just feel like it's lucky because now I'm able to actually make a little money doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and can I ask you like, well, then how did you make the transition? Because you said it was gradual. Um, you know, can you, there, I, the, could you tell us like, um, what you did to kind of make it easier? Because maybe there's some illustrators out there who, are trying to make that switch what would you um, recommend what I did I guess what I did to make it easier was um, I have this big desk down here in my uh, downstairs den and on the right side I had my drawing table and I would actually physically draw it out and then I'd scan it in and put it into Photoshop and then you can so easily change things and correct things and 
um, you can still draw it out and get your ideas down on paper. But then once you get it in and you learn Photoshop, mm -hmm. it's amazing how everything goes so much quicker and easier where you're not actually erasing. You don't have to erase. Yes. Uh, I mean, you have little pieces of the eraser that you have to yeah. flick away. That alone is such a wonderful thing. And you can save your projects in layers so that you can go back to a previous part so easily. Um, the, the transition for me, like I said, was slow because I'm older. I'm not like you guys, you are in this technical world. So I had to teach myself. I, I just watched a lot of YouTube channels and figured it out, you know? Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness for YouTube. And it did help because I was a graphic designer. So it yeah. was, it was just for me, it's just like, Sometimes I miss the pencil, and but like you said, it's just, what really did it for me was that when I finally bought a Cintiq, I had been putting it off, and I'd been using one of the tablets, but it wasn't right on the screen, so ever since I got my Cintiq, it was worth the investment, because then I was like, oh, this is so much better, <laughs> it's like, I, yes. yeah, it was taking me, I felt like as long as I, because I had to do the hand-eye coordination with the other tablet, I had a Intuos Pro for a long time. And I was just like, oh, I just, this is sometimes labor. Yeah, and then drawing now right on the screen, and uh, oh, it's so much better. And then the brushes, I would say they, ever since, um, what was it? I started with Kyle Webster's brushes, and then I took a class yeah. at, um, for my graduate school, and I had to do digital all digital illustrations, and there was a um, exercise we had to make all our own brushes, and then we just had to, and it was the first time I really forced myself because I've been, I've been just kind of been relying on other people's brushes, and so finally I was like, okay, let me do this, and um, yeah, I did a ton of brushes, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Right. No, and once I learned how to actually make a brush, I was so proud of myself because I thought I would never be able to do that. Uh, and now, yeah, I used a lot of Kyle's stuff too. His brushes are great, but I, I did learn how to make my own and figure out what nice. works best for what I do. And, and now I feel like a technical genius. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, I love the fact that your work looks traditional. I mean, and, and there's nothing against artists who do more of the vector stuff that, um, it looks like more Adobe Illustrator, but I personally tend to lean towards um, the stuff that looks more, or that my tastes run along the lines of stuff that looks more traditional if it's digital. Well, that's what I've always wanted to do. And I love, like you said, the illustrators that work on um, Illustrator or all the other Adobe programs. Mm -hmm. I love that work. Mm -hmm. I just never knew or had the time or desire to teach myself how to work like that I always knew as I was transitioning into digital that I wanted to keep my style looking as if I was traditionally drawing and painting mm. and maybe someday I think that maybe someday I'd like to learn how other artists do it and the vector type of illustration but for now that's my goal is to mimic watercolor drawing and painting and keep the style, keep people wondering, is it digital or not? Nice. And can I ask you, how long does it usually take you to complete one illustration from beginning to end for your process? Well, that's a, that's a good question because I do, like I said, I usually have an entire book to illustrate. Mm -hmm. So I do 
backgrounds first of the entire book. Then what I find is very difficult and what I need to really focus on is the characters being the same likeness and the same colors throughout Mm -hmm. the whole book. So I'll do all the backgrounds, Uh then I'll do all one character. So if I have 20 illustrations in a book, I'm going to do all of, you know, little Joey's all throughout the whole book. And then I'm going to come back and do mom. And then I'll come back and do, you know, whatever else, the dog, you know. So I don't know really how long it takes me to do one illustration anymore. Because I do do my work in batches like that. And and I do one thing at a time. And then uh, eventually the book is done. I usually take... um, you know, some books are so much different than others. Some are simpler. Some are so many details. It can take oh. months to complete one book. It can oh. take a couple of weeks oh, wow. if it's a simpler book. Wow. But I, and also, by the way, I I do get a lot of work done at three a.m. I'm a three a.m. worker. But by oh. the way, I go to bed early, uh-huh. so I need a quiet house. Uh-huh. I get a lot done when there's nobody up but me and my cat, oh, wow. and I I am just you know steaming through it and getting a lot done at a time and then um i'll go i'll do everything in batches i'll go and do the details last and suddenly the book is done so how how long does it take me to do one illustration i don't really know wow so how long would it say for a book pro so it could just like you said it could vary depending on what you're doing that's fascinating i think that's a really good tip because i've been working on my thesis while we've been quarantined uh, or sheltered in place and so what I realized, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to take uh, children's book illustrations and also marry them into surface design, like I have to kind of assembly line it, like you mentioned, because otherwise I lose the consistency. And then I'd have to go back and redo the, like I started doing yeah. the pattern, I'd get excited, oh, I want to do the pattern. But then I was like, no, you can't do that. You got to do all the illustrations. You got to do each of the characters, because I was like, it was hodgepodge. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I have to go back and just redo this whole section. I was like, this is very yeah. time consuming. It's not, um, yeah, yeah it's, it, then it's just way too much time. And uh, yeah, I want to go pull my hair out right. <laughs> at the end of it. Right, okay. right. That's, that's the hard part. There's a lot of hair being pulled out sometimes because you, if you're not organized, and I'm not really an organized person by nature, <laughs> I, I have to force myself to be because you will... Um, I'll, I'll take a look at the end and realize that things aren't really consistent and, and then I'll have to somehow go back and fix things. So that's why I'm really trying to do everything at once, everything the same at one time. And it's working lately. I've really gotten good at it. It's getting, uh, I'm perfecting the system. Wow, that's that it well I can tell in your work that you do have a system in place and I'm working on that right now during my my thesis of research and kind of developing and and sandboxing so I hope to one day get to the point where I am very consistent and can you will you'll get there you got it I can tell you've got a good plan I think you'll be fine well help it has helped out talking to um, illustrators um, because learning from just things and tips and tricks like you've already put thousands and thousands of hours into your body of work and so you kind of know like mm-hmm. this this works for you and then I can pull and say hey I think that's a great idea let me try to implement it in my workflow and see if that'll help me out 
Right. I think you, are you probably finding that a lot of illustrators do things completely differently? <laughs> well, it's interesting. It depends on what area they're interested in. So if they are children's books, there is a certain, like, um, similarity, you know, like you're researching, doing your thumbnails, your line art. Um, some illustrators um, will do value comps. Some will do uh, value color comps and then go to final. Um, some will, you know, if they're doing surface design, it's it's a little bit more not as defined. I mean, I guess it just depends on what market they're working in. So, but yeah, yeah. it's been really interesting. I would say with the children's books, it's fairly um, similar. Even if they're kind of, I guess, doing the traditional, if they're doing traditional, they're still doing their sketches, their they vary on whether they're doing the value and color comp. I think it's just individual to that uh, illustrator's workflow and how they've mm -hmm. developed it over the years. But yeah, that's a really good question right. about that and how people do things. Yeah. Um, oh, and so my next, you kind of touched on um, the um, some of my questions already and your other comments, but I was wondering, so how do you stay motivated? Mm -hmm. How do you keep you know, balancing, it does sound like you are really busy though. So you're probably just deadline after deadline, but do you find that you um, work on personal projects or are you just so busy that you're just from one project to the next? You just keep motivated, keep that work level, that well, energy. I wish I had more time um to do personal projects. One of my neighbors, my friends, she wants me to draw her uh, her tattoo. And I keep saying at the end of the day, I gotta draw Carolyn's tattoo. I forgot, <laughs> like I can't even do something little like that. I, I am busy and I'm happy to be busy. Honestly, my motivation is it's exciting. I'm always so nervous sending out sketches or finished illustrations. It still makes me so scared. I'm afraid they'll hate it. And then I'm motivated to here when people are always are usually so happy and pleased and uh i'm just very uh inspired by the reaction again i work so, with so many nice people and i love a lot of the projects i work on i really love oh, that's awesome. so I'm, I'm motivated to get up in the morning and do it because i'm looking forward to it well i i could definitely see that you would be busy because of the the quality of your work and the style it just um especially in the children's book market that you are constantly working like crazy um it was really interesting once again to that workshop with jennifer um she mentioned they were talking about an animated series i i that is amazing that you're that whole process and how it can go down these other directions. I think that is so cool that not only, you know, children's books, but it could go into animation. That, that would be great. You mean for her story, I am unique might yes. be made into an Oh, wow. She mentioned that in the workshop. I didn't and, know that. Yeah. Oh, so it, that was fascinating. I was like, Oh, wow. So, you know, it just how your um, work really, because I feel like with especially children's books, I mean, the story has to be very strong, but with picture books, yes. the illustrations help really carry it along. And 
I have a question for you. This is really more of a question like when you're planning and sketching out your ideas, like a couple of the other illustrators that are more established like you are, they mentioned the page turner. Is there anything when you're thinking about your thumbnails and your your drawings, that early stage, what you're going to do to bring in that page turner? Is there anything you kind of help find that helps to think about when you're when you're planning out the visuals? Yeah, um, the page turner is always on my mind. Like, I want everything to move to the right. Mm -hmm. I always am very focused on nothing is going to block um, the right side of the page. You want a motion to go this way. It's become kind of natural for me to do it. I, I, I do take illustration notes from the writers and the art directors. And I do like to have it, uh, their idea of their vision because um, it's their story. Mm -hmm. And but I when I'm laying out my basic thumbnail uh, layout for the book, I'm always thinking of the a page turn. What's going to make them want to turn that page? And, and I want the flow of the pictures to go to the right. I guess that's the only way oh, I can describe okay. describe it. Left to right flow. Oh, wow. Well. Thank you so much for sharing that. So my, oh, you're welcome. The next question. Oh, no, it helps. All of it helps. It's great. So the next question is, what are you, are you able to share anything that you're currently working on project wise? Oh, yes. Um, I was, I wrote some things down. Oh, now I have been working with Free Spirit Press on a bunch of great little books early um, social skills. Oh. I did I belong and I feel and I calm down. There's a lot oh, a, a lot of cute books that I've done for them oh. and I'm getting ready to do two more um, for Free Spirit. I Matter and I Grow, which sound really cute. So that's oh. going to be starting soon. Wow. Um, I have actually something else I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. Um it's called Truth to the Max. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going to be um, interesting. I'm going to start this book, and it's about uh, gender neutral, introducing gender neutral to children in, in a picture book. So I've just been uh, signed mm -hmm. on for that, and I haven't actually even begun any sketches yet, but I'm really mm -hmm. excited about that. That could be interesting. Oh, cool. So, Probably important too. Yeah. Um, one more thing I wanted yeah. to mention mm -hmm. is um, Pamela Bell. Oh. She's a great client of mine. She's a writer. She has the um, Bailey Triplets books. I've done about oh. four books for her. Wow. And her grandchildren are triplets. And yeah. she's been writing these great books. Oh. And I really love them. I'm going to be doing a, a fifth book for her, just oh starting goodness. that now. That's and look amazing. for her. She's on Amazon. They're great. Oh, definitely. Wow, that's amazing. So I was wondering, you have an agent, it said, on your website. Yes. So could yes. you kind of go into, because some illustrators I've interviewed, they have agents. Some do not in the children's book industry. Mm -hmm. I think it's all just kind of one of those personal preferences. Um, 
how it do yeah. you it must benefit you for you personally for your business to have an agent can you tell us what some of those benefits have been okay well um yes for me and for my personality i think mm -hmm. i mentioned that i'm not very um organized dealing with contracts uh, -huh. uh negotiating okay. uh the back and forth that happens before I even get the job. Uh -huh. I you can spend so much time doing it, and okay. I do a little bit of it. Okay. But um, honestly, they are so worth their um, twenty five percent when when they do all that hard stuff for me because I just want a drawer. I okay. I'm not interested in haggling, mm -hmm. and a lot of times um, I don't really. I'll I'll charge too little for something, so mm -hmm. it's good that. heard from another illustrator they prefer having an agent because they felt like the haggling that you mentioned it sometimes can mm -hmm. make it awkward in a uh in a relationship if you're working on a children's book and it's for a long period of time and yet you had to haggle about the pricing and you know you always want to start off I would think any kind of business practice on the right side of the foot and so if you you know so that's a that definitely brings um yes. value with having an agent so do you, I understand yeah. that a lot of illustrators yeah. want to have the control, yeah. like they want to probably um, maybe have a say in that part of it. It's just a, also maybe a personality thing yeah. that I'm totally fine when I don't have a say in that part of it. Yeah, I, can, <laughs> I would think, yeah, that would probably be a benefit. Um, uh, also, I was wondering, do you find that you, because you have an agent, do you get more um, a variety of the kind of books that you're illustrating? Is that a benefit in that aspect or different markets? Well, I'll be honest with you. Now I'm using a lot of, um, I'm getting a lot of leads from places like Thumbtack. I get a lot of ed educational work from my Wendy and Janice, my agents, mm -hmm. uh, uh, McGraw-Hill and a lot okay. of educational publishers and some trade books okay. and some self-publishing writers also through my agency. But a lot of work is now coming from Thumbtack and I can forward it to Wendy and Janice and say, mm. this lead looks promise, promising. Oh. And I, I'm paying for a uh, listing on Thumbtack as an illustrator. So oh. mostly writers are on there. Um, there are some publishers looking for illustrators on there, but uh, I, get a, I get a lot of good leads. Awesome. and. I um, usually forward them on to Wendy and Janice okay. and they take them from there. Well, that's awesome, Penny. Thank you so much for sharing that. That That's that's very helpful. I, I had not. Oh, you're welcome. I love, I love Thumbtack. I I, I'm an advocate of that. Okay. I'm going to Google that after we get off because I had okay. not heard of that. <laughs> I would just like, wow. So as far as what you do for um, marketing your work, do you, then do you have to do much marketing of your work besides doing like the thumbtack? I mean, do you have, do you find that you even have time to go and do like school visits or the other, the promotional stuff that I hear that some illustrators um, do? No, I have in the past. I, I did a couple of school visits a long time ago. 
Um, it's not really for me anyway. I guess I am. <laughs> this quarantine is so perfect for me because I'm a hibernator. Okay. And it's, it's just what I want to do is just sit here and draw. I don't feel comfortable presenting myself. Um, and like I said, my son has been taking care of my social media. And I do a piece of work and I say, this looks pretty good, Keith. Put this on uh, Instagram for me. And he does it. So I honestly, I'm just working on my jobs and um, very good at at hibernating down here and getting my work done uh, school visits are important to a lot of illustrators and i i don't want to belittle that it's just for me i'm just so focused on my illustrating and i really go from one job to the next wow yeah um because you're you're so busy with the amount of work that you're getting because um the ones who are further in their career they're so busy. They they do say the same thing about this time period. They're just like, they could sit there all day and just work nonstop because they have so much stuff coming their oh, way. Well. And they're, do you ever have to turn stuff away and just say, I just don't have the time for this? Oh, yes. Wow. How do you, a lot yeah? of things... A lot of things I turn away, I get a feel from the yeah. beginning if they're not right for me. Okay. And also, if I'm too, if I'm too busy, I, I, I will book things in advance. Oh. So I have jobs that aren't going to be due until the fall, but I have them in a lineup. So I keep track of everything that's coming. Okay. Um, and uh, I have a deadline for... It's a roundabout deadline for sketches and finishes for each job. Uh -huh. And I know that I'm not going to be able, like, if I take a job now, I'm not going to be able to get to it until mm -hmm. the summer. Okay. But if they want me to do it, that's great. I'll sign them up. But I still need to tell them, you're not going to hear from me for a while. Oh, okay. Wow. So that's probably a really good way to, like, then you keep having work coming in because... Um, some illustrators I've talked to, it's just like, it's, you know, maybe up and down. When I was doing illustration work, it was up and down for me. <laughs> I wasn't quite as busy, but, um, I did, uh, but yeah, it was like, you get sometimes really busy and then sometimes it would slow down. So, wow, that is awesome that you, um, are able to book so far out. Yes, and I think your work is so great. If you, if you, nowadays, with all of this opportunity that we have with these lead programs like Indeed and Thumbtack and things like that, um, and a lot of writers are choosing to self-publish, and the Amazon platform is so accessible. Um, you know what? Working for, uh, for traditional publishing is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of educational publishers and mm -hmm. I do some trade publishers, but it's tough. Mm -hmm. They have a, a huge amount of submissions. Mm -hmm. They are not um, publishing as much as um, we would like. Mm -hmm. And so as an illustrator, and if I want to make a business mm -hmm. out of this, yeah. I'm taking advantage of some great writers out there who are able to self-publish and do their own marketing. And they hire me as their illustrator. That's basically the latest trend for oh. a lot, a good portion of my work. Oh, wow. That's And it could work for you, too. I guess when you were doing it, it wasn't as available as it is now. Or not many writers were choosing to do it. Wow. That's a really interesting thought. I had not really done 
any with self public they were all very small trade books that I did so uh, the advances were not very big but it was it was good to get my feet wet um but I had not really thought about working with um I mean kind of I guess I I hadn't really thought about it because it was always like oh just send your stuff to the publishers or I would go to the bookstore and I would look at see who was who was publishing what but you bring up a really good point about um looking at other markets because the illustrators I have talked to once again if you're further along in your career having those multiple streams of income like when I talked to Gregory Christie he's like you know he does his children's books but now he's looking into more of other aspects that he can promote his work and I thought that was really interesting because he was like encouraging like saying like don't put all your you know your stuff in just this one because you could be busy Mm -hmm. sometimes or you could be slower at other times so that was that was very helpful to hear about well he is such a superstar he's amazing um i i always loved his work Mm -hmm. and he he deserves all of the acclaim that he gets i think um in his for him he made trade books work and he's Mm -hmm. probably getting great royalties but like you said the advances are small i'm I'm getting royalties now from books I did um, 10 years ago, you know, long time ago. And and now a lot of my work is work for hire um, and not royalties because it, for me in my situation, it works out a lot better for me to get paid as I go. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have uh, even the work I did for Hay House and the traditional publishers, they were work for hire, oh. not not advance on royalty. Oh, interesting. Okay. So because like it, it's like the market for anything, like any um, business, it, it fluctuates and changes. So this mm-hmm. is really helpful to know that and to kind of give you, give anybody starting out some ideas about um, what to expect. So thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. So I was curious, um, you had mentioned some artists that you really enjoy looking at their work. Is there anything, any place you go to that you, you find that's really good for looking at art artwork? Or? Uh, like I, I'm honestly always at my computer, <laughs> like I said. So I love to just Google I do, uh, like I said, I love Gregory Christie. Mm-hmm. I love, um, I discovered Ebony Glenn. You probably heard of Eb- Ebony Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an amazing uh, digital artist. Okay. I love her figures. Um, an artist that I met years ago, uh-huh. personally, when I was doing the SCD, SCBWI stuff was Lisa Hernandez. I don't know if you've worked with her. She's kind of a... Um, social media goddess she's so great at it she's a very busy working illustrator also and i love her style and all of her work is so fun and energetic and stylized her line work is amazing i I just honestly i don't get out much nancy so i sit at my computer and i look at illustrators and what's out there through uh the web Awesome. Okay. Well, that's always good because a lot of us are stuck right now <laughs> in front of their computers. So that's always nice to get. Now some... I have no choice. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So the next thing I want to ask you, is there something that you just cannot live without um, in your studio? Um, that's such a cool question. I was thinking about that, but I guess it would be my, my, um, my tablet and my, my stylus. Like I said, I, my stylus is my pencil. My tablet is my paper. And that's how I work now. I, uh, I was trying to actually find some paper to do some drawing during all this stuff when we were stuck at home and the kids and I were thinking about drawing some stuff. Mm. I had to dig through all my old shelves to find some paper that's how long it's been I I guess my most important is my actual equipment that I work on and it better be working every day because I need it (laughs) (laughs) awesome so and the next question I wanted to ask is if you could travel in time back to your younger self when you were first starting out as an illustrator what would be Mm -hmm. some advice you would give your younger self um, I think that's a really good question too. To me, because I was very insecure, the only answer I could give to that would be to tell myself that this is going to work out. I was so lacking confidence. I didn't know I could do this. And I just took my, my sweet time even getting into it. So I, I would have just said to myself, go for it because I, I can do it. And now I'm proving it. Oh, that's awesome. It gives me inspiration because um, hearing this from such an established illustrator with really beautiful work in the children's book market, because I, um, I too have insecurities. It's been um, interesting going back to school and the fellow graduate students, they are a bit younger than me and they are very talented. And it's always like, but I kind of finally had that moment where I flipped that switch and said to myself, you know, everybody does illustration is such a broad field. Like some of them are doing concept art for video games and I love their work, but it's like stuff I'm right. not going to ever do. And the ones who do children's, but right. their styles are completely different than mine. So it's like, I feel, right. I feel like I'm competing with the artist I was six months ago. Am I better than I was six months ago or a year ago? And that's how I've looked at it. And then I feel like I just, there's less pressure and I would get to enjoy conversations with wonderful illustrators who are in different points of their career, careers. And they are also kind and uh, yeah, that's wonderful. Great. I think you're probably learning a lot and I, I, I hope you have confidence in your work. I, I, I do. I think you can really make this work and you're in a great time to do it I think illustration is is in a great time period. So many avenues for you to go in. I I hope you keep going. Uh, Well, thank you. That means a lot, Penny. So um, I'm trying to think of anything else because it's great having somebody with all of your professional experience um, talking to me. So I greatly appreciate it. But I think I'm on my last question with you. Kind of makes me sad. I'm <laughs> just like, but it's um, at the end of your life, you've made all the art that you've wanted and you've lived a full life. If there could be nothing left behind of your existence, but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? Uh, okay, wow. So I really was thinking about this mm-hmm. one too. Um, my final truths would only, would, would definitely, at least one of them would have to be, um, 
love what you do, even if you are not able to make money at it, do it anyway. Um, I feel so lucky, especially now with the quarantine, so many people who can't work. I'm at least able to make a living at doing what I love to do. Um, so if it, but if it wasn't like this, I think I would just be drawing anyway. I would always do it. So uh, do what you love, be happy. I'm a positive person. I have to say that my truth is to always be Mrs. Brightside. And that is probably annoying to some people. And I know it, but I, I can't be any other way. I think things always work out for the best. And, and um, other than that, uh, I hope I, I'm so thankful to do this. And I hope that I can, you know, I'm leaving something behind. It, it is something that my books or my artwork can be looked at in years after I'm gone. So that's pretty cool. That is, and I saw all the photos from uh, Jennifer's workshop that of these adorable little girls holding that book that you illustrated for her. Oh, wow. It was so cute. I was like, and they were of all, I, I think it was great because you saw all these different types of kids reading that book. And that is just wow, such a broad audience. Yeah, so I think that's, you're off uh, definitely making uh, impact with your work. And I greatly appreciate all uh, your willingness to talk to me about your professional experience. And uh, yeah, you're really inspiring. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. This was really fun. I was nervous about it, but you made it so easy. I, I don't usually do things like this, but you really, it really was fun. Anytime. I'm here. <laughs> and could you do a shout out about your social media? I will put it in the description box, um, but could you tell the audience before we go um, about your website, your Instagram that you mentioned earlier? Okay, well, my Instagram is Penny Weber Art. Um, my website is pennyweberart.com. And like I said, my son Keith is updating it now. I'm really uh, trying to get back into doing it consistently and showing my work. And I'm getting good responses. But Penny Weber Art. Wonderful. All lowercase. Wonderful. So I hope everybody checks it out. Um, thank you for listening. And this is My Creative Life.